This here is a radio show these boys like to call the Press Box. Now, they're a bunch of radio play-by-play guys with at least one who actually played the game. But the point is, they've been everywhere, man. They've been to Auburn, Austin, Athens, Tuscaloosa, Gainesville, Starkville, Fayetteville, Tallahassee, Bryant, Eddie, Jordan, Hare, Neyland, Commonwealth, Scottville, Kylefield, Legionfield, Between the Hedges, Iron Bowl, Lake Bowl, Red River, Robbery, even spent a Saturday in Death Valley. They've been everywhere, man. They've been everywhere, man. Walked the Oxford Square, man. Followed Shug and Bear, man. Of travel, they've had their share, man. They've been everywhere. They've heard Roll Tide, War Eagle, Chomp Chomp, Gator Bait, Hotty Hotty, Suey, Cowbells, Hail State, Body Get a Weagle, War Damn Eagle, Rammer Jammer, Yellow Hammer, Give them Hell, Alabama, and her Sandman all night long. Now come on, y'all, let's sing the song. They've been everywhere, man. They've been everywhere, man. Follow Chug and Bear, man. Put them on the air, man. The fun they've had their share, man. They've been everywhere. Makes me tired just thinking about it. They've been everywhere. Now that's a mighty fine of picking and a singing if I say so myself. Nice job, boys. Do I smell bacon? Man, I look good in black. It's Friday. Oh, we love ourselves a Friday inside the press box. Welcome in. We just crank up hour number two on great stations around the state of Alabama and beyond in Mobile. You're listening on Mobile Sports Talk 99.5. Fox Sports Shoals, it's AM 1340, 97.9 FM. And if you're down on the plains, that's Auburn's WAUD AM 1230. Mike Grace from the Breakline Optic Studios. My partner is J.D. Byers, a voice of the South Alabama Jaguars. And J.D., the only thing I can think of better than one J.D. is two J.D.s. You ready for this? I don't know if our audience is ready for it. That's a lot of talent. One J.D. Byers, now one J.D. Piquel, host of The Hard Count from On3Sports. You can find it on YouTube.com slash On3Sports. Find him on Twitter at J.D. Piquel. Great content for you covering the world of college football, and we'll talk SEC, Bama, Auburn, and more. But first of all, J.D., welcome to the show. We're huge On3Sports fans, and I'm just curious how you got started and how you got involved with the On3 team. Yeah, well, I appreciate y'all having me on. That makes two of us being big on three fans. But, no, excited to be on. Uh, a little bit unique uh, track to, to on three for myself. So I was actually working an eight to five as a healthcare recruiter. So I was helping find people to start healthcare offices and have nothing bad to say at all about that company. Phenomenal people. Uh, so during my lunch break of my eight to five, I would go off to a studio and do my own YouTube channel. And so... I think just, you know, the, the Lord, the Lord allowed a couple of pieces to fall into place to where I got it, got a Twitter message one day from someone with on three and fortunate now to be in Nashville, Tennessee. So life is good, but yeah, a little bit, a little bit unique, but happy to be here nonetheless. So Mike Grace can encounter like another Mike and it's probably not unusual for him to address the other person as Mike. It's kind of unusual when your name's JD and you have to talk to another JD, isn't it? <laughs> hey, JD. <laughs> It's rare, I would think. Yeah, yeah I would think it's rare. Yeah. Or it's like your name being Canute Rockney, and you run into somebody else named Canute. Hey, Newt, uh, what's up? But uh, the, the audio of this is going to be great. I'm excited for this. <laughs> so I, I do want to ask you, because uh, a lot of times, especially in sports, everybody's, hey, follow me on Twitter, and that's a big thing, in which I have followed you on Twitter. I was telling somebody earlier today, in fact, that my daughter uh, 
several years ago, I installed the bountable bracket in her bedroom, put a nice television on it. And she probably watched that television five times and then fell in love with YouTube. Now I'm in love with YouTube and hardly turn the TV on. JD, I would, I would probably be accurate, I think, if you, I mean, so much of your content is on YouTube. And that's where we're going now for content like what you produce with On3. Yeah, that's kind of the way it seems like we're starting to trend more and more in the, especially sports media industry. And I mean, it's great for people like me because before this, I mean, I don't know how I would have been able to get into this kind of industry if it were to be, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. I mean, I did the local news thing yeah. for a few months, realized it wasn't for me. And so, I mean, think about all the people today that are, that are able to be a voice. I mean, Josh Pay, RJ Young, I mean, you just go down the list of these guys that are now, it seems like household names and they started on YouTube. So uh, enormously grateful to be able to do what we do and to, to have this inroad in is, is phenomenal. Well, the idea is if you bring great content uh, to whatever form it might be, people will find you and they have found uh, the hard count. And again, it's on youtube.com slash on three sports. Let's get to some football, shall we? I'm going to run through the SEC. Let's start with Bama. Bryce Young has the offense uh, in control. Will Anderson, the defense for the Tide, did they have enough around them to get Nick Saban another national championship? Without a doubt, without a doubt. And you look at what they had a year ago to even be in the national championship was in a lot of ways, and people in Alabama will tell you, kind of an overachievement for that roster. So Bryce Young having another season under his belt, they're going to be even more lethal than they were a season ago. I think the, the most scary thing to me about this Bama team is that now they're motivated. Like if they had won it a year ago, maybe the rest of the college football landscape could have kind of said, okay, maybe we'll sneak up on them. They're maybe going to get fat and happy with them already having a Heisman International Championship. But now... <laughs> This Bama team, I mean, you hear Bryce Young talk about it at the Manning Passing Academy. He's like, no, we we failed last year. And to me, that is just got to be such a scary thing if I have Bama on my schedule because talent's never been the issue. But to have the the taste of blood in their mouth of, man, we, we want to go ahead and get what we came for last year. I mean, I, I would be very concerned about Bama on my schedule. I think they're out for blood, and, and Nick Saban out for blood is never good for anybody. I was going to say, that mentality you describe is the kind that, that Coach Saban can work with, man. He, he can mm -hmm. get a crew like that fired up, yeah. And he talks about it, too. I mean, even if you hear his different sound bites from his press conferences and stuff about this team, he's I mean, he's not a guy that's going to necessarily put a positive spin on things, right? I mean, Saban talk, you kind of have to read between the lines of, okay, he's saying they're not doing very well. So that probably puts him at mediocre and mediocre for most people is actually really good for Bama. And so for him to come out and say, actually, this is a fun group to coach. I like this group. I would just be like, Oh my gosh, we got him week two, or we got him week eight. I mean, if, if I have Bama on my schedule and he's talking about this team in this fashion, I think we can read between the lines and feel pretty good about Bama this year. Uh, to be playing somewhere around, what do you say? January 1st, January 10th, whatever it is this year. That fire you speak of and the motivation and the feeling of failure yesterday uh, or last year, but the desire now to attack it in the fall, I, I think it almost refocuses. And, and Nick Saban, I think, is sly as a fox here to get the attention off name, image, likeness, endorsements, compensation to, hey, you do remember what happened last year. You, you got something to settle out on the gridiron. Quit worrying about making an extra 200 bucks a month. Let's go out here and get ready to get, hit these guys in the mouth. And one of those teams, I, I watched your uh, content breaking down LSU. Uh, you seem to be really in on Garrett Nussmeyer at quarterback, even though they're not yet settled on a quarterback down the bayou. Yeah, I think it's going to take a second. I really do at LSU. I mean, anytime you get a new head coach and get a new staff and they're going to be breaking in a quarterback, 
whether it's Miles Brennan breaking off the rust or whether it's Jaden Daniels breaking in the saddle. So it's going to take, I think, a second and a half. You might not see it in wins and losses in 22 for LSU, but talking to people close to LSU, watching the spring game, hearing reports out of camp, it just seems like Garrett Nussmeyer, who originally wasn't even supposed to be in this race, who was supposed to be Jane Daniels and Miles Brennan going head-to-head, and then Garrett Nussmeyer just continues to check the boxes, continues to do the right thing. And the biggest takeaway for me watching the spring game was, okay, the offense moves under Garrett Nussmeyer. Like the, the offense scores points, picks up first downs, and if you were to go out there and have him just throw in shorts and a T-shirt, maybe he's the best, maybe he's not. But to have the offense be successful, he's going to make it really difficult for you know Brian Kelly to continue to keep him on the sideline. I think all three guys will, will get a crack at it. Uh, I'd be surprised if it's not Miles Brennan game one, just from him being the safest option, quote unquote. But I think long term, it's Garrett Nussmeyer's job. I, I really do. We're talking Southeastern Conference football with our friend J.D. Pickell. You can find him host of the hard count from on three sports on youtube.com slash on three sports. We go back a week. Most of the folks we're talking to believe that Brian Harson was the rock star of sec media days. No doubt. He talked a good talk. JD, does he have a team that can back it up? Gosh, I mean, you said it. He's, he's cool. Isn't he? Like after watching sec media, day, I was like, I would just love to hang out with this guy. I think I want, I want him to coach my son's team or something like that. But uh, does he have the team around him is a great question. I think a lot of it resolves around or revolves around Zach Calzada and how much of the answer, quote unquote, he is for Auburn. Obviously, you have a guy like Tank Bigsby who's going to allow them to, I think, stay on schedule to a degree. But I mean, it really does sort of start and stop with, with Zach Calzada. Uh, I'm excited to watch Robbie Ashford, too, and how much they use him in different packages with the read option and quarterback design runs. I think that'd be crucial. But uh, very, very interested to see what they have with uh, with Zach Calzada because they don't have a ton of proven playmakers on the outside. Um, I think the defense will will be able to to hold its own and keep up its end of the deal, but it really does kind of start and end at the quarterback position, which which is cliche to say, but with how much movement they have going on right now and what feels like a make or break year in year two, which is bizarre to say in itself, uh, I, I think that's going to be the the real contention point for them. J.D. Piquel, uh, first time we're having him on the show, and we appreciate he's carved out some time to be on the press box. Part of the On3 family, hard count. Uh, did I get that right if somebody wants to follow or pick it up on YouTube? Yes, sir. Uh, so, actually, we're, we're on uh, On3, the YouTube channel, and then you can go and find the hard count under our, uh, our myriad of other good content we got on there. So, you've broken down Alabama. We got a little LSU in there because down on my side of the state in, in Mobile, there's a lot of LSU fans. We had some Auburn but the the contender, obviously, even though they lost so many on defense, uh, Georgia, Kirby Smart, uh, he's bought into a system and has had it execute at a high level at Georgia that he learned under Nick Saban. Has he also learned, though, the craft of reloading and recruiting behind and having guys not transfer out but be ready when the time's right? And can Georgia, uh, you know, give a good encore to last season? I think they can. I think my question is, how much can they gel? And then, like you said, take that next step with sort of offsetting what may not be their strongest points. And, and I say all that just because I think you kind of know what you have in Stetson Bennett. It's not a knock on him. He's a national championship winning quarterback, which a lot of folks like to have on their roster. But with what they've lost on defense, I think they're going to need the offense to have a little bit more production. And so how do they manage that? How are they able to manufacture more points? Is it, going three or four tight ends on the field at a time? Is it 
someone like A.B. Mitchell who steps up? What do they do offensively to allow them to play at a different pace than they did a year ago? So uh, I'm with you, though. I mean, they're, they're going to have another solid defense. Will it look as good as it did a season ago? I think yeah. that would surprise a lot of people, right? I mean, with having to replace eight starters. But as a whole, I mean, Georgia's going to be Georgia. They're not on my list for the playoff just because the SEC is a is a gauntlet, man. But they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think, without a doubt, like you mentioned. How about the rest of the East, J.D.? I'm just curious. Folks are, are, are saying maybe it's Kentucky, maybe it's Tennessee, maybe it's Florida. Is there anyone who stands a chance of unseating the defending national champs in the East? You know, Tennessee's kind of the most interesting pick right now with a guy like Hendon Hooker and Jabari Small comes back and the defense could be improved in some respects. I mean, they did a great job last year in the front seven, but it really does come down to what else can you do offensively losing a guy like Bayless Jones. I think Hendon Hooker, obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Can he take care of the ball like he did a year ago is, is a big thing I'm watching now that folks have gotten a year of film on him, gotten a year of hypo system, you know, under their belt what do they do for an encore really is, is the question. Do they kind of plateau at that seven, eight win mark? My biggest sentiment for, for Tennessee is it kind of feels like the iron's hot. You got to strike now with, with the momentum they have in recruiting and all the buzz around Josh Heupel and Knoxville. I mean, it really feels like, okay, this is your window. Aim for the head, aim for the head. You better not miss, but aim for the head, go all in because this is kind of your shot. So uh, I'm a believer in Henning Hooker. I just think what else can they do offensively to, to offset the production they lost with a guy like Bayless Jones. In the West, we skipped over Texas A&M. Uh, we kind of laugh around here. And again, just because we like to pick hey, up. Hey, 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 whoa, hey. <laughs> That's the guy. That's all right, yeah. <laughs> he seems stuck on eight and four every year, but uh, that, that eight and four record won't play in College Station this year, will it? Gosh, I mean, it, it's hard to say it won't play because they just recruit say so dang well, right? I mean, it's tough to say, you know, it always feels like maybe it's going to be the next year for for Jimbo Fisher and AM right now. And I think they'll ultimately get to the point where they are one of those top two to three teams in the SEC. I'm just concerned who's playing quarterback, right? Because if it's Haynes King, I probably have more reservations about AM just based on the little sample size we have with him and even in that little sample size, the amount of times he likes to give it to the other team and not his team. So uh, I think eight and four would be a frustration point for them because you just kind of, I mean, you can, you can only have hot dogs so many meals in a row, right? I mean, after a while, hot dogs are good for the first two meals, but five, six meals in a row, you're like, all right, let's, let's get some filet mignon. Let's get some nine, 10 win stuff around here. So yeah. Well, um, Jimbo's done you know, so much talking in the off season. Uh, yeah. 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 Gosh, uh, yeah. He needs to do a little better than eight and four. I would think this season, uh, JD, I know you've got a question for the other JD, JD Byers, JD <laughs> Piquel. Uh, and I'm interested in his answer to, to this question, J.D., so you go ahead, man. Yeah, well, what's your college football Saturday going to look like? Because you've got to be ready come Monday and a whole week of content for on three. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So I think this season it's going to be, hey, let's let's hunker down in Nashville and let's churn out as much good content for the people as possible. And then uh, beyond that, I don't know. But I know for this season we're going to be – Chipping away, myself and our producer, Nick Brake, will be in here early Sunday mornings to try and get as much content out for people as possible. And uh, I'm really fired up about it, man. We have a lot of really great people running the show here. Shannon Terry, obviously, has no no, no stranger to building uh, what, what he would call monsters in terms of, you know, just things in the sports media industry that um, are phenomenal. So I'm very, very blessed to, to be a part of this operation. Excited for the past to start talking and for us yeah, but- to uh, watch it. <laughs> no, no good content, though, gets created 
around the press box unless we cater it right. I mean, we're talking, you guys going to have some chicken buffalo dip, maybe some tortilla yeah. chips. Oh, man, that's a good, okay, I, I think it's I see Saturday. Now. Yeah, gosh, that's yeah. a good question. So my my college barbecue. football Saturday, even even before I was fortunate enough to, to work in this industry, has always started with Chick-fil-A breakfast. I mean, Ooh, I'm yeah. 7 a.m. We're going yeah. gonna to grab ourselves a little breakfast burrito. Yeah. Uh, in Waco, we had spicy chicken breakfast burritos. I don't think those travel everywhere, but those are really great. Uh, and then I'm college game day at 8 a.m. We're locked and loaded. So this is my first my first college football season as a married man. So I was fortunate enough to get a full-time job to uh, to give me an excuse to watch all the games now. But exactly. uh, uh, So, exactly. yeah, so it, yes. it's going to be a different tempo, yeah. but I'm excited for it. Honey, I'm That's working perfect. over here. I'm working exactly. over here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know there, there's all kind of content on again. It's the on three sports YouTube page, youtube.com slash on three sports. Pretty much every day. Is there a particular schedule that, that, that you and your crew follows JD? Yeah, right now. I think we're going about two videos a day and that we have, you know, three questions with Ivan Maisel as well. That drops, I believe every Tuesday or Wednesday. And then we got Chad Simmons with his recruiting insight coming out on Wednesday. So no shortage of really, really great talent that I'm fortunate to be on, on the same team as, and, and uh, every single day you can find good college football content coming out. So well, we really dig the content and we really dig having a second JD around. So uh, be prepared. We're, we're going to be calling on you throughout the season and, and really look forward to it. Appreciate you joining us here today, man. Hey man, anytime I can be a part of this crew, I'm, I'm very much in for it. So I appreciate you having me on and excited for the, uh, the past to start talking here soon. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page online at PressBoxRadio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox. Box.